You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to Jesus. Amen. God is good. Have you ever seen a God like our God? Have you heard about any God that is so able, that is so powerful, that is so loving, that is so good, consistently good, consistently loving? He cannot change that. That's who he is. That's who he is. Some people say, well, if there is God, how come there's so much suffering in the world? The suffering in the world is not because there is no God. Okay? Just settle that in your mind this morning. Because I hear that in somebody's mind. If there is God, how come there is so much suffering? Let me tell you. Maybe you're watching online. Let me tell you. The reason for suffering on the earth today is not because there is no God but because man has failed. God gave the earth to man. He put him in charge of the earth and man failed. That is the reason for the suffering. It's not because there is no God. It's because man was put in charge and he blew it. So the suffering is our responsibility. We cost it. If Adam never ate that fruit, there would be no suffering. If he never ate that fruit, there would be no pain. Satan will be a non-entity. Are you following me? If he did not eat that fruit, there would be no sickness. There would be no disease. There would be no death. If he did not eat that. So don't tell me that if there is God, how come there is suffering? If man were obedient, there would be no suffering. That's the reason for the pain. That's the reason for the suffering. That's the reason for death. That's the reason for poverty. The reason there is corruption is because man failed. It's not because God failed. No, it's man that failed. Look at it this way. All right? Look at it this way. Imagine... Imagine that you are a landlord and then you get a tenant. You put a tenant in that house. And that tenant has certain responsibilities. Okay? It is his responsibility to make sure the house is clean. It's not the landlord's responsibility to make sure the house is clean. Am I correct? It's the tenant's responsibility to make sure the garden is kept. It's not the landlord's responsibility. If there are structural issues, yes, the landlord can come and sort that out. Hallelujah. So, um, Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God is the, t- the owner of the earth. He's the landlord of the earth. He's the landlord of the earth. And it says, the earth has he given to the sons of men. Psalm 11516. So he gave man, he placed man as tenant on the earth. So man had a simple responsibility. God gave man just one, one responsibility. Just one. Come on, somebody say just one, just one. Just one responsibility God gave man. And man failed. So now, Satan came in and we're blaming the landlord. Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Stop blaming God for the evil on the earth. Blame Adam. Don't blame God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you, have, you, you put a tenant in your house and then the tenant keeps the place untidy. He doesn't tidy the place. The, the grass is overgrown. It's looking 
ugly, it's looking terrible, the front of the house is dirty, and all of that, and then the neighbors are now saying that it's the landlord's fault. And they're saying, oh, if this landlord were responsible, then this house would be tidy. No, it's the tenant that needs, <laughs> he needs to carry out his responsibility. So the evil on the earth is not God's fault. Don't listen to people who, who think like that, that everything is God's fault. No, everything is not God's fault. God is a loving God. He has not changed. And to tell you, He's a loving God, even after man messed up, He came up with a plan. Hallelujah. Say, He came up with a plan. He came up with a plan to save man, to rescue man, and to solve this problem. And that's why you and I need to begin to take our place. Begin to take our place in God's scheme of things as kings and as priests on the earth who have been given authority. Authority over all the works of his hands. He says the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. And then he says in Psalm 8, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You have given him dominion over all the works of your hand. He has given you dominion, but if you don't use it, it's not God's fault. You can't blame God for your irresponsibility. Doesn't make sense. So, you see, when the lies of the devil are being propagated, people embrace what the devil is saying to people, and they start thinking the thoughts of Satan, and they begin to question the integrity of God. They begin to question the love of God. They begin to question the power of God. They even question the existence of God. Meanwhile, Satan knows that there is God. The demons believe in God. And there are people who don't believe in God. What a travesty. So sad when man be begins to believe the lies of Satan. When man begins to believe the lies of the devil, it only robs man of God's blessing. It robs man of God's goodness. It robs man of all that God has for him when he starts believing the lies of the devil. There are many lies being propagated. I'm telling you, and many lies. And I thank God for the internet. I thank God for technology and all of that. But there are many lies online, in case you don't know. <laughs> if you have not noticed it yet, Maybe you're living under the rock or something. But I'm telling you, there's an abundance of lies being told every single day. Even from sources that used to be credible, they're no more credible. Lies. Who is the father of lies? The devil is the father of lies. So we need to wise up. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want you to wise up because God wants you to wise up. Yeah. Okay, it seems as if you, are, you respect the person so much, you don't want to offend them, so you are not saying it with conviction. Say, okay, neighbor, please wise up. It's for your good. Amen. Wise up. But what is it that will make you wise? It's the Word of God. You can't, you can't be wise on your own. You need God's Word. That's the source of wisdom. Yes. That's the source of wisdom. Is the source of understanding. And so this morning we're talking about the God-man. Somebody say the God-man. The God-man is the answer to man's desperation, to man's hopelessness, to man's eternal damnation because of Adam's sin. 
Because of what Adam did, the entire human race was subject to death. The entire human race was subject to pain, was subject to the elements. You know, before Adam sinned, no animal could attack man. <laughs> yeah, no, they couldn't. But after man sinned, everything turned against man. Everything turned against man. Even the earth refused to yield its full strength. So many things changed that day when Adam ate that fruit. When Adam ate that fruit, so many things changed. But for the mercy of God, on that same day, God said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, he said to the serpent, he says, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You are going to bruise his heel. Now let me ask you this question. If, you're, if you are told to choose, if you had only two options and no other option in life, and you are told, either do without your heel or without your head, which one will you choose? You see? Yeah? So, God said, you are going to bruise his heel. That's the furthest you can go. Hallelujah. The furthest you can go is to bruise his heel. In other words, when the heel is bruised, when the heel is bruised, mobility is limited. Hallelujah. Mobility is limited. There is discomfort. Hallelujah. But that discomfort is not final. There is still hope. Amen. Haven't you seen people, amputees, that live, in, that live a full full life. You know, with science today, people have been amputated and yet they are living their lives. They even live to their full age without any heal. Come on. Yeah, they are a bit limited because they can't run like every other person. Okay? They're a bit limited, although now with uh, prosthetics and all of that, <laughs> we see them doing Olympics. <laughs> Come on. So, for man, there is hope. Right there in the garden, God's judgment and pronouncement coded a lot. And there was still hope. For man. There was still hope for man. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say there's always hope. Hallelujah. As far as God is on the throne, there is hope. As far as you are alive, there is hope. There's always hope. But for Satan, oh my goodness. <laughs> the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. He will crush your head. He is going to crush your head into powder. Tell me where you can go without a head. Tell me what you can do without a head. Can you see? So coded in that statement was the God-man. The God-man. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I am so excited. I feel like jumping out of my skin. Just to do some flips, some somersaults out of my skin. I leave my body here and just go right up and then come back inside. That's how excited I feel. But I can't do it. 
so I just have to contain myself. Amen. Yeah. Just the thought of God's wisdom, the, the, the level of, 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 of God's wisdom in rescuing man, punishing Satan at the same time and presenting an eternal hope for the human race all in one sentence. Only God can do that. Have you seen, have you, have you watched cases, you know, some cases in court and the judge is reading the judgment? Have you noticed how long the judgments are? They can spend hours reading a judgment. Ha! Just for a simple, well, maybe not, let me not simplify, cases of people. But when the judge, I remember, remember the case, let me think of one that was well publicized, Oscar Pistorius. You remember when the judgment was being read? It was so long. And I'm like, get to the point, get to the point. <laughs> and the judge is reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. It's, it's judgment. But not with God. Say in one sentence. <laughs> Say God in one sentence. He declared, he put out, he put out the entire judgment in one sentence. Powerful. May God give our judges that kind of wisdom. <laughs> so legal people, <laughs> more grace to you. Yes, more grace to you. The seed of the woman. It's going to crush your head. You'll bruise his heel, but he'll crush your head. And that was it. After that, Adam was expelled from the garden. Adam cried. He wept bitterly at how he allowed himself to make such a dumb decision. He wept bitterly and wished he could go back into the garden again. He wept bitterly because he wished he could have access to the tree of life. He wept bitterly because he could see the difference. Now he's subject to the elements. Now the sun could scourge him. Before the sun could obey him. Hallelujah. Before he could regulate the temperature. Just with a word. But now he's subject to the elements. Now he has to look for where to sleep. Now he has to look for a cave to, 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 you know, to sleep at night. Now he can't go under the water and breathe anymore because he will die. Before then, there was no death, so he could go under and, you know, he could do anything. He lost all of that. And much more he lost. He was crying. Say, Pastor, were you there? No, I put yourself in his shoes. Will you not cry? <laughs> if there is such a drastic change in your reality, are you not going to cry? Are you not going to regret? Are you not going to lament? Somebody that was clothed with the glory of God, all of a sudden now he realizes he's naked and he has to, be he has to go and get leaves to cover himself. Will you not cry? What an inferior substitute for the glory of God. So much that God had to make clothes for them with, with, with the skin of an animal. And Adam saw there right before his eyes, he saw God kill this innocent animal that did nothing, lost his life. Just he could take the skin and cover Adam. All of that was speaking of the God-man that is to come. What an awesome God. So, after that, I'm sure God, Adam repented, God, please forgive me. Take me back to the garden. And I can imagine God saying to Adam, Adam, it's going to be thousands of years before of this matter 
before you are restored. Thousands of years. So you can fast from now till you die. There is a, a clock that is ticking. And it will get to that time where in Galatians says, in the fullness of time. Somebody say, in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Made of a woman. Hallelujah. Or how does he even put it? <laughs> yeah. In the fullness of time. So, at that time, a divine clock started ticking. And Adam thought he could go back into the garden again to enjoy the sumptuous fruits, to enjoy the conditions that he used to enjoy as the God of this world. He lost that, all of that to the enemy, but God had a solution. Today we celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate Jesus. But we need to understand where we are coming from so that you put everything in context. All right? It has been so commercialized. It's now just a money-making, you know, opportunity. But people are making money out of the birth of Jesus without knowing the Jesus that they are using to make that money. May God open our eyes. May God open the eyes of humanity to see that this is more than a Christmas tree. This is more. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with Christmas trees, but it's not about that. It's about the God-man. Hallelujah. I don't have any problem with, with celebra the celebration. Awesome. Celebrate. I do celebrate sometimes. So it's, it's I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, but it's about the God-man. Are you following me? It's about the man, Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So let, let's look at a scripture in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. So, last week we were talking, and I was, I was, I was, I was explaining a, um, a theological, um, a theological doctrine or teaching or principle. No, it's called a hypostatic union, where God and man come together to form one person which is a mystery, all right? So when you are singing and you say, there is no God, you know, that created, there's no God. We serve a God that is not made with human hands. You need to understand that this God is, a, is not like any other God. All right? So... Man sins in the garden, and God immediately makes a pronouncement. Now, in that pronouncement was shrouded a lot of mysteries that Satan did not fully understand. And it took years, it, it took millennia of, of years to unravel what God said. And for man to even see the full understanding. Even for Adam. Adam didn't fully understand what God said. So Satan didn't full, fully understand. But God knew what he was talking about. So at that time God is looking. Now man has sinned. To redeem man. It will take a man to redeem man. Okay? It will take a man to redeem man, because an angel cannot redeem man. 
An angel cannot die for man. God, in his love for man, would want to redeem man. But God, to redeem man, it will require death. Now, God cannot die. So, how can, I mean, he says, he says, God is life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How can you kill life? Can you kill life? No, you can't kill life. So, if he came down as God to try to save man with all his God powers and to live as man or to live in order to save man, if he came as God, he would not be able to die because God cannot die. God cannot die. You can't kill God. Now, for him to save man, right? For him to save man, he has to be, uh, he has to be able to come down and go through what Adam went through. He has to be tempted like Adam was tempted. Do you understand me? He has to be tempted like Adam was tempted. And then he has to defeat that temptation. Now, God cannot be tempted. You see, God, how, how do you tempt God? James tells us that God cannot be tempted. So you can't tempt God. So if he came down as God, he will not be able to adequately perform the work of salvation as God. God can't be tempted. God can't be killed. And to save man, he has to go through everything that man went through. So he has to feel the pain you felt. He has to, he has to be tempted at all points. The Bible says he was tempted at all points and yet without sin. So he has to be tempted at all points. He has to be tempted with lust. He has to be tempted with, with, with lust of the flesh. He has to be tempted with lust of the eyes. He has to be tempted with pride. Now, God cannot be tempted. God can't be tempted. How do you tempt God? So if he came as God, he would not be able to save man because he would not be able to fulfill all the conditions without bending the rules. Are you getting me? So that's why we need the God-man. So God in that statement, when he says, the seed of the woman, oh my goodness. He was saying to Satan, I'm going to come in myself. I'm going to come in myself through the woman. And I will do this work myself without you knowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a mystery. What a wise God. What a mighty God we serve. I'm going into all of this so that you know when you worship Him, you do it out of knowledge. You do, you, you, you're not just doing it because of a religious, you know, um, exercise. No, 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 no. You're doing it with understanding. You're doing it with knowledge. What a mighty God. When you say, what a mighty God we serve. You, 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 you now, all of these thoughts come to your mind. And when you say mighty God, it means more than just repeating words. Hallelujah. And that's why we needed the hypostatic union. Why? Because God came up with a solution. You know, God can never be stranded. You can never frustrate God's plan. You can never frustrate God's purpose. It is impossible. Impossible. So Satan thought he had thwarted the plans of God. And he has hijacked the human race. And now I'm going to establish my kingdom on the earth. 
you stay there in heaven and leave me here and I'm going to imprison these guys that you love. You made them in your image and you gave them dominion. You gave them power and look at me. You kick me out. I'm going to make sure I hurt you by hurting these people. You see? But he didn't know. <laughs> the Bible says, had they known it, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know what God was up to. So sometimes you might be going through certain situations and you think that it's over for you. Let me tell you, it's not over. Do you understand me? It is not over. If God has not said it's over, it is not over. You have no right to give up hope. It doesn't matter how hopeless a situation is. The power of God has not failed. God has not been kicked off the throne. So, why would your case now change who he is? We sang it, unchangeable, unstoppable, come on. Ha, what a mighty God, what a mighty God. Nothing can change him. Nothing can change his power. Nothing. So look at what the Bible says here in Hebrews 10. I read from verse 5. It says, Therefore, when he came into the world, who came into the world? Who is he referring to here? Okay, let me just read it. Maybe because I haven't read it yet. So it says, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. Who is talking here? Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus himself, you know, the psalmist, when David spoke this, he was speaking prophetically of that which was to come. He was speaking prophetically of that which was to come. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, therefore, when he came into the world, my question is this, when did he come into the world? It's not a trick question. Come on. When did he come into the world? <laughs> Think about it. When did he come into the world? He came in on that day when Gabriel, right? When Gabriel spoke to Mary, he entered the womb of Mary. Okay? But now, he was still in the womb. He has not yet come out. So this statement could not have been made in the womb. Am I correct? Because look at what he says. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, when he came into the world, he said, that means the moment Mary gave birth, boom, he made a statement. <laughs> Think about that. When he came into the world. So the moment he was born, he makes a statement. Women, imagine. <laughs> Those of you who have had who have had children. Imagine as that baby just comes out, the baby now says, sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. 
Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. Do you think Mary heard him say that? I think not. <laughs> because Mary would have freaked out. <laughs> Immediately he comes out, he says, A body you have prepared for me. <laughs> Try to picture that. Yeah. But the moment he came out, he communicated to the Father. Hallelujah. You hear babies cry and talk. You don't know what they're saying, but God knows. Hallelujah. So it was not a statement for Mary. It was a statement to the Father. It was a statement to the Father. He says, a body you have prepared for me. So, in other words, this body did not come from Joseph. Come on. This body did not come from Mary. This body came from the Father. He says, a body you have prepared for me. So, he borrowed Mary's womb. To create a body. Hallelujah. Create a body for, for him. And he says, a body you have created for me. So in other words, this body did not have the sin of Adam. Glory to God. Thank God for the God-man. That's why no other man can. There is no other God that can take you to heaven. There is no other man. That's why your ancestors cannot make a way for you. Are you following me? Only the God-man is qualified. That's why even Hail Mary cannot do it for you. Only the God-man. Because every other man can be traced back to Adam. Every other man can be traced back to the guilt of Adam. So God had to create a body for him. Hallelujah. And Satan didn't understand. The scriptures have been written thousands of years before this. And Satan was reading the scriptures, but no revelation. No illumination. Hallelujah. So that's why the God-man is God's answer. It's God's answer to humanity. And I dare say, Jesus is the only way to God. I dare to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Good works will not take you to heaven. Are you following me? doesn't matter how good you are, so long as you have Adam's blood in you. So far as you have Adam's gene in you, you are disqualified from heaven. Even Adam himself was disqualified from the day that he ate that fruit. He was disqualified. So the answer is the God-man. It's a body you have prepared for me. So Satan saw Mary pregnant. He saw her conceive and give birth. He thought it was linked to Joseph. He thought maybe this body also came from Mary. Okay, fine, virgin birth. So what? What's the big deal? He just, what's the big deal? After all, the body is from Mary. I, can, I still have a legal hold. He didn't know the mystery of godliness. Hallelujah. He didn't know. I'm telling you, Satan is so frustrated, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Because his best 
is nothing. So God needed man. But they, for man, for man to be saved, it has to be a man, 100%. And there is none on the earth. So there has to be a new creation. You understand? That's why he's called the last Adam. Hallelujah. You see, so just like the first Adam was made by God, just like the first Adam was made by God, God created a body for Adam. This one is another Adam. But this time around, the body was made in Mary's womb. Don't ask me how God did it. I don't know. When you get to heaven, you ask him. Or when you meet him, you can ask him. Maybe he will tell you. I don't know. Okay? The Bible doesn't tell us. So we can only guess. But one thing the Bible makes clear is that the body was made by God. So another race was being created there. Hallelujah. Right in Mary's womb without knowing. God was starting a new breed. What a mystery. So, so, so it's right there in Mary's womb. And Mary is going around. And she doesn't even know the extent to which what she's carrying is going to change history. And rescue everybody from Adam to the last person on the earth. Pay the full price. So the price had to be human. Okay? The price had to be human. So God had to create a body in Mary's womb that is 100% human. That can suffer hunger. Okay? That can get tired. You know, there were times he was tired. He was sleeping in the boat. He was tired. God can never be tired. He could be thirsty. Remember, in John chapter 4, he asked the woman at the well, I thirst. Give me to drink. And even on the cross, he says, I thirst. God can never be thirsty. So he needed to create a body that can thirst. A body that can be tired. Hallelujah. He needed to create a body that could suffer pain. God cannot suffer pain. God cannot suffer physical pain. He cannot. He needed to create a body that can suffer physical pain. So, but then, after that, now, to handle, to handle the justice of God, okay? To handle the full weight of the wrath of God, humanity cannot handle that. Are you getting me? Humanity <clears throat> cannot handle the full gravity of the judgment of humanity. So, that's why the mystery of the God-man is required for man's full salvation. So, on one hand, he had to be 100% human so that he could go through everything and be just and suffer and be tempted and go through pain and, and go through tears and weep and cry and, and be brokenhearted and be rejected. And he could go through all of that. God needed to create a body that could go through all of that. And then at the same time, his divinity 
that can handle the wrath of God. Hallelujah. That can handle the full judgment on humanity. The, 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 the wrath of God without any restriction was poured out on him completely. No human being can handle that and still survive. So his humanity and his divinity coming together to make up the God-man. Hallelujah. To make up the God-man. So as a man, he could suffer pain and be killed. But as God, he can handle the judgment. He can handle the pain. He can handle the full scope of God's judgment and wrath. That's why no other man. Don't be fooled. No other man. No man. That's why if you read Revelation, Revelation, I think it's chapter 5 or so, where, you know, John was there and he was, there was a call in heaven. Who is worthy? To break the seal. Who is worthy? There's nobody. There's no angel that has that kind of mix. There's no angel. There's nobody. Even the Holy Spirit could not do it. Because he is not human. He cannot qualify for that. There's no human, there's nobody, all the holy men of old, none of them was worthy. Because all of them are subject to the sentence of Adam. But he was the only one. Hallelujah. He was the only one who was worthy. And so John was weeping, oh, we are finished, we are finished, humanity is finished. There's no hope for us, this seal, oh my God. Tapped him and said, Weep not. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Hallelujah. Come on. The lion of Judah has prevailed. He is worthy to break the seal and to open the book. Hallelujah. Of our destiny. And to announce our liberty. He is worthy to declare and announce for all eternity our freedom. A lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And you know what? The interesting thing, as John looks, he sees a lamb. <laughs> what a mystery. God is too much. The lion prevails. But then the lamb is the one that he sees. He's the lamb, the humanity. The lion, the divinity. The combination, the God-man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. So you and I today, we are walking with God in us. Hallelujah. You have divinity within you. You know, you have divinity within you. Second Peter, let's read there. I see my time is gone. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are you excited? Amen. Do you feel like jumping out of your skin? Look at what he says in verse 2 of 2 Peter chapter 1. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may 
be partakers. Come on, look at that. Partakers of the divine nature. So because of the God-man, I'm now a partaker of the divine nature. I'm a partaker of God. Hallelujah. I have God's DNA in me now because of the God-man. What a mystery. You have now become a partaker of God's divine nature. You have God's DNA in you because of the God-man. That is why the works that he did, you can do. Come on. The works that he did, you can do. And greater works than this shall you do. Because he has gone to the Father. Why? You are a partaker of the divine nature. You are not God, but you are a partaker of his DNA. You have his DNA in you. Therefore, you can say, rise and be healed. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because you are a partaker of his divine nature. When you heal the sick, you don't heal the sick just as man. You heal the sick as a partaker of divine nature. Hallelujah. Because you are a partaker of divine nature, you can raise the dead. Because Jesus raised the dead. And don't listen to those commentaries that tell you that Jesus did those things just because he's God in the flesh. And so, oh wow, we celebrate. God can do anything. But with God, somebody say with God. All things are possible. I have God in me. I'm walking with God. And with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you look at me, I'm just Eric. But I'm telling you in the spirit, it's a mix. Hallelujah. I have the divine nature in me. And therefore, wherever I go, demons tremble because I am carrying the divine nature of God. I don't understand how a Christian can be afraid of demons. I don't understand for the world of me, I don't understand how a believer can be afraid of witches. I don't understand when you have the divine nature, when you are carrying God's DNA, how can you insult the DNA of God by being scared of the devil? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the God man in me. I have the God man in me. When demons see me, they flee. When diseases see me, they flee. When sickness sees me, they flee. Hallelujah. When Satan sees me, he flees. Because even the least of us can say in the name of Jesus, get out of this place. And he has no power to resist it. Hallelujah. The God-man. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. I want you to do exploits. We are going to be known for the unimaginable the supernatural and the extraordinary the Lord has told us that as a church he has given that to us but you need to understand what I'm saying you need to receive this word and stop listening to people who don't know what they're talking about and read something from you know how many centuries ago of revelation that God has progressed from sins. And now he's saying to us, divine nature. You are now a partaker of God's divine nature. You have God in you. You have deity in you. Christ in you. Your Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. He didn't say Jesus in you. He says Christ in you. That's divinity in you. Hallelujah. Divinity in you is the hope of glory. You are the hope for this generation. You are the hope for your family. You are the hope for your community. You are the hope. You are your hope for your industry. You are the hope for the polity of this nation. You are the hope, Christ in you, the hope 
of glory. Let's rise up on our feet. Come on. Glory to Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I bless your name. I bless your name. Come on, appreciate him for being a partaker of his divine nature. You have the nature of God in you. You don't only have the DNA of Adam, you have the DNA of Christ. You have the DNA of Christ. You can do the impossible. You can do the unimaginable. Hallelujah. You can speak and things will happen. You can speak to the mountain and it will move. You can uproot a tree because he did it. You can do it. He says, he that believes in me, the works that I do, shall you do and greater works than this because I go to the Father. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I rebuke every doubt. I rebuke every fear. I rebuke every inferiority. You are a king and a priest to God. You rule. You rule. My Lord and my God. We give you glory. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Malembrodos kitepe. Menekete. You are going to see miracles you've never seen before. Right in this house. I'm telling you. You are going to see signs, wonders. Without manipulation. Yes. You are going to see it. Hallelujah. You are going to see it through your life through your life through your hands through your hands through your lips through your lips hallelujah you will decree a thing and it will be established you will speak and it will happen you will make the impossible possible hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord we celebrate the God man thank you Jesus Hallelujah for coming all the way. Thank you, Jesus, for making us partakers of God's divine nature. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us access to the powers of the age to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive us for our doubts. Forgive us for our fears. Forgive us for believing the lies of the devil. Forgive us, Lord. Let these words wash you from every lies you have believed, from every limiting belief that you have embraced. Be free from them. Be free from them. You will do exploits. You will do great and mighty things. I declare that over you. Hallelujah. You will break records. Hallelujah. In every industry, in every sphere, where you are, wherever you are planted, you will be a living wonder. You will be a living sign. You will be a living miracle. I declare that over your life. In the name of Jesus, you are going to grow exponentially. You will grow on every side. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the living God yes this holiday I want you to work miracles for Jesus I want you to work miracles this holiday for Jesus I want you to work miracles lay hands on the sick and command them to recover hallelujah command blind eyes to open yes when you stand just say I'm a partaker of God's divine nature if Jesus did it I can do it in the name of Jesus get out hallelujah you rebuke it you speak to it hallelujah it will happen I say it will happen if you travel I want you to not come back if you don't have testimonies make sure you come back with testimonies hallelujah stay there until you perform some miracles look for look for impossible situations and correct them then you can come back Hallelujah. And so if you don't come back, we know, we understand. You are still working. You are still working your miracle. You are still working your testimony. 
because you have the God man hallelujah you have the God man I speak it over your life miracle power be unleashed over you be released over you in the name of Jesus let the impossible be made possible through your life through your hands I declare those hands anointed raise those hands and those of you watching online raise your hands I declare those hands anointed for signs for wonders for miracles for marvels hallelujah for the unimaginable for the supernatural for the extraordinary in the name of Jesus place your hand on your lips come on place your hand on your lips I anoint this mouth in the name of Jesus I decree over this mouth that when you speak miracles will happen at your decree things will happen things will shift demons will obey your voice in the name of Jesus witches will run at your command they will run to hide they will hide they will run in terror because of you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah when accident sees you it will run away hallelujah in the name of Jesus no bullet will hit you hallelujah in the name of Jesus I speak a supernatural covering over you you are covered you are shielded you are kept in the secret place of the Most High you are kept under the shadow of the Almighty I declare that over you I declare that over your family right now in the name of Jesus I release a bubble of fire around you a bubble of fire around you release it over you no evil every arrow that is shot against you will be consumed before it gets to you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I declare open doors for you supernatural openings supernatural elevation supernatural provisions miraculous turnaround I decree that over your life in the name of Jesus thank you father thank you Lord I give you praise I give you glory hallelujah Jesus is Lord now if you are here you want to give your life to Jesus I want to pray for you maybe you're not born again but you want to receive Jesus into your heart I want to pray for you right now if you raise your hand I'll pray for you anybody if you raise your hand I'll pray for you I don't see any hand okay uh, those watching online I want to pray for you you want to give your life to Jesus you know people I want you to know that there are a lot of people watching us online I was looking at the analytics it's amazing it's incredible I'm gonna give you the details you know next year <laughs> but in the month of July alone the number of viewers from all kinds of countries I am telling you God is doing something God is doing something from the United States alone we have over 2,500 viewers from the US alone hallelujah not to talk of other countries so we're praying those of you online watching online you want to give your life to Jesus you want to receive this God man inside you I want you to know that with him you can do the impossible we can with him you can become a living wonder whether you're in the UK whether you are in the Middle East whether you are in Asia whether you're in Europe whether you're in South America all of you watching me you want to give your life to Jesus open your heart 
right now and say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus, your God-man, to die for me. I believe in my heart and I receive with my, with my mouth and heart by faith right now. I confess and I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I believe. I believe in you. Save me. Forgive me from all my sins. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you. I bless your name. Thank you for this once, oh God. I pray, oh Lord God, that you, oh Father, will do a work in their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, oh Father, that you will cause a turnaround. Let the power of sin be broken. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.